Hello, listeners. Did you know that HIV treatment has changed over the years? Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines. Today, an HIV pill with just two medicines may help you stay undetectable. Who knew? HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. So how many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, no worries. Your doctor does. Talk to your doctor about two-in-one HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Podcast starts now. What's up, everyone around the globe? And you are listening to Stradio Lab. And we are coming at you live from, that's right, the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles, California. And also, this is the last stop of our tour. So we are So we're no longer going to promote it, because guess what? If you're listening to this at this point, you fully missed it. Yeah. So better luck next time, sweetheart, because <laughs> it's going to be a few months until we're ready to go on tour. Yeah, right. and I'm going to go ahead and say maybe even up to a year or two, because... <laughs> No, you're addicted to tour. I don't think, I think you're not letting on how much you actually surprise yourself with how much you enjoyed traveling around the globe. Hmm. How much did I enjoy traveling around the globe? I think on the one hand, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed, it's okay. We have to talk about the Pacific Northwest. Well, that's the number one thing is that we decided, (laughs) first of all, we went to Seattle and you said, my, you, you know, you can't see if you're not watching video, but you said my world was this and you made a small gesture and now my world is this and you made a large gesture. <laughs> when because I went to Seattle, my world got so much larger in a way that is bad because you think, okay, I know the world mm-hmm. and this is, you can, I can live in New York or maybe upstate New York. And now I'm seeing Seattle <laughs> and I'm saying, oh my God, they have a whole different way of life that's potentially better than ours. Well, the thing with the Pacific Northwest is that they... Don't think of nature as this sick, freaky thing that you put somewhere and then go to on the weekends. It's even part of their daily life. They don't have to choose. They've taken the city-country binary and smashed it. It really is incredible and like not to... It is LGBTQ plus in that way where (laughs) in one walk... I mean, someone literally told us sometimes in Seattle, a walk will turn into a hike. He didn't say in Washington State. He said in Seattle, the city. He twisted his leg on a hike that started out as a walk. He was, well, this is not some joke. He was on, he was using crutches and we're not we asked, making, we're not and falsifying asked, the and story. And we asked what happened. He was like, well, I was on a walk that turned into a hike. So it's also dangerous. <laughs> also, you have to, 
the way that people in Seattle specifically, I, I, I can never tell if it's exciting or not to sort of recap city's vibes, but the way that people in Seattle will literally be like, yeah, Allison Chains used to come here. And it's like, oh, that doesn't mean much to me, but like the fact that you're saying that does speak to me. Well, we realize that the Pacific Northwest, you were on a mission basically to find out where <laughs> indie rock is still thriving. And yeah. we don't mean bands, we mean the spirit of indie rock. I mean rock. the spirit of indie rock, sweetheart. And walking and hiking count as the spirit of indie <laughs> rock, as do as does sort of like a, a logo of a coffee shop that has a lightning bolt in it. <laughs> I mean, even the way that we were like sitting in a coffee shop and people just seemed like kind of happy. Yeah. They seemed like calm and not in a way that's like, I have 10 minutes before my next thing. No, they, they were, were like, unemployed. <laughs> they were happily unemployed. Unemployed and loving it. Also, the way people, it's like these things that you think are dead, like local newspapers, alt-weeklies. Everyone in Seattle is like, oh, I read that in the alt-weekly, I read in the alt-weekly that a local band is going to the local festival. And you're like, I didn't know any of those things still existed. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who allowed you to have your own culture? We yeah. realize that like in New York, everyone is, everyone is Dua Lipa. There's no middle class of performer. Well, you're either Dua Lipa or you're Bloomberg. Or you're Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, even if you're, if you're an artist, you have to be yeah. Dua Lipa. And if you're going to do business, you better do big business, sweetie. You know what's interesting about now being in L.A. after this whole thing is we've been on, in nine different cities and now we're in L.A. And it actually has almost like taken L.A. down a notch for me where I'm like, oh, you're just one of the cities. You're not Los Angeles where, you know, Hollywood is. You're not Los Angeles where you can make or break my career in Hollywood. You're just another city that I'm on tour at. See, I'm so glad you brought this up because I feel like on all those other cities, I was like, I'm so far abroad. Like, mm -hmm. no one here gets me. Like, my local references don't make any sense. And then um, now that I'm here, be normally I come to L.A. and I feel that way. But now that I've been in all these other cities, I came to L.A. and I'm like, I'm home. Like, everyone here gets me. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I do not feel that way. You don't feel that say. way? No. I... I mean, to be fair, the one thing I've done today is gone to Irwan as a bit to get a $13 smoothie. I went yesterday as Did a bit to get a $13 safe. smoothie. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> I'm just like, uh, you know, coming from the Pacific Northwest, you feel the culture shock even more than coming from New York. Mm -hmm. You're like, you guys need to go on a hike and not an L.A. hike. You need to go into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. But... At the same time, I love all our Los Angeles friends, and I think they're all doing so well, and it has not changed their personality that <laughs> they moved here. <laughs> yeah, all the personalities are 100% intact. Mm -hmm. No one is damaged. No one is no, flawed. No, 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 no one no. recognizes. No one um, needs to move back to New York for their mental health. Yeah, power corrupts absolutely, except here. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, do you feel like we in no way are going to get into politics of any kind. Uh -oh. And in fact, both of us have never read a newspaper in our lives. But just huge. for the sake of what I'm about to say, in terms of the strikes, there is a way in which I entered LA, LA and immediately was like, this is where the enemy is. I'm like looking at all the buildings and I'm like, fuck you. Wow. <laughs> like, because I'm like, this is where the studios are. <laughs> do you, do, do you I feel that? I did not feel that at all. I'm like, I'm so aware of when I'm walking around, I'm like, Paramount, NBC. <laughs> I'm like, fuck all of you. <laughs> You're the reason I'm a touring podcaster now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel that at all. I, um, what did I feel? Mm, I was just sort of like... You were literally just like happy to be here. I was literally happy to be here. Wow. Uh, yeah. I've been more like, everyone's so chill, but that's neither here nor it there. It is so vital that we bring in our guest. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> it's so important what with everything going on with mm -hmm. the strikes to bring in our guest. 
<laughs> Our guest is in a plethora of projects that she cannot talk about. <laughs> and also has a podcast that you can talk about. So please welcome <laughs> Vanessa Mayer. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. Vanessa, I we need all your thoughts on everything that has been said. And take well, your time. Well, first of all, I want to back up to before this podcast even started Ooh. because we sat down. Did you say nary, nary a few minutes ago? No, you said something else that really made me laugh. A term. Um, <laughs> but we sat down Sam a few is really minutes. into speaking old timey. I, lo- I love it. it That's it, true. It, you said something that surprised me, but I thought it, w- it felt so natural. So I wish I could think of it. Anyways, <laughs> it was a, it was a short word, but okay. Um, <laughs> does that help? Um, I want to say that before we started this podcast, we were sitting down, and I did something so LA, and I've have felt bad about it for your entire intro. Oh my god! Mm. Which is, I said, have we ever met before? Which is so rude because it's it's me assuming that like I don't remember meeting totally, but you would remember totally. it, and it's so like. Get a grip, Vanessa. And I want to apologize for doing that. And I I really have been thinking about it. And I don't think any of us have ever met before, even though that's <laughs> surprising because yeah. I'm sure we have a million friends in common and we work in the same space. Mm-hmm. And can I actually come clean about something? Yes. I replied, I think we may have met at a mutual friend of ours' birthday party. I actually don't think we met there. No, because I don't think that I really knew that mutual friend yeah. until basically I lived I was, here. I was, literally, I was literally like, just say anything. Just like think of, think of a space we could have potentially I, met. Well, it's so funny because as soon as I asked you that, I went, what? Don't ask him that. No, so no, it's no. Like, wait, I didn't take it as you thinking you're okay, hot okay. shit. Okay, okay, so I did you take it did. as hot. But... Oh my God, say more. That no, no, no. Is, that, is, that is the way to to be like, have we met? I actually felt you were being humble. You were I like, was actually yes. you, literally, because I was like, we must have so many friends in common. How have we never met before? That's how I took it. Yeah. But then as I thought about it, like as soon as I said it, I thought, this sounds like this this little bitch came in here <laughs> all high and mighty going, mm, have we met? And that's the worst. And also, if we had met before, it would have been so disgusting. Right. To be, right. Yeah, I guess there is really no good way. There's no good outcome of you, of you or anyone saying have we met before. I could yeah. have just gone it's it's I don't Great to see you. Great to see you. Yeah. That's <laughs> Well, you know, I, how's your mom? <laughs> I also want to say um I personally loved that question because um I George wanted to answer so bad and I could see that little boy squirm and he was like <laughs> I want to say yes and I, and he was like how can I and I was like ooh he wants to say yes so bad well, the but worst he can't thing quite I could figure say, out the worst thing I could say is no cuz then there's no follow up it's like have we met no <laughs> right well, there's I nothing it's, it's cuz what am I going to do say like no but we but do you know right right it's like yeah you know people it's just that <laughs> I, you know, I now I'm playing catch up of like trying to fit in with like you guys have a cool cadence and you're, you know, in a cool world. And I'm here I am going, have we met? And, it, totally. and I go the cool world being the studio where you also record your own. Podcast, <laughs> to be clear. Yeah, the hyper elite world of where you also go. <laughs> Honestly, we mostly record on Zoom. How did we get weird mm-hmm. with me and my brother, Jonah Bayer? Um, here the on way I Heart- also speaking of things I'm ashamed of. It was too late for I. I found myself being like, "Welcome, Vanessa Bear," and then I f- remembered I didn't say the name of the podcast. Oh I was my like, god! Okay, How could I you? I fucked up the one thing. No. I fucked up the one thing. I no. 
I fucked up the one thing. <laughs> I fucked up the one thing that this person I've never met before in my life told me to say about her. No, I, the one thing that I said I can promote and yes. I love to promote is my podcast that I do with my brother, Jonah Bayer. Mm-hmm. Jonah Bayer. How did we get How weird? How did we get weird? Yeah, that's what you were going to say. Write that down. That's what we were going to say. down. Um, not not you made it weird. But we did have a whole episode that we did with Bob the Drag Queen, not to name drop, mm-hmm. where we talked about when people come up to you, and I think this has made me hyper aware of it, when people come up to you and go, do you know who I am? Or do you remember who I am? And it's like, yeah. and it's, or go like, if you go, nice to meet you, and they're like, we've met, and people can be confrontational, which you were not. Um, this is a very good, okay. If someone, let's say I had met you three times, yeah, and and but then I went, nice to meet you, how would you have responded? I would have gone, it's, it's hard because yeah. I don't want to make the other person feel bad. Of course. Um, but then at some point you're like, am I that forgettable that it, that we... It is a horrible feeling, yeah. yes. Well, this, this, I think we should all just be able to sort of download everything. Like, it's sort of like, yeah, we haven't met, but like, here's all the context we need to know. Like, this is where we would have crossed paths. Sure. And even if we didn't, that's all pretty much it. When, when it has happened to me and the person we've met once and it's been like a... Sp- it's been so insignificant. I'm like, I don't, of course they would. I, I'm never going to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> but I do think it is kind of an LA thing. It's been done to me where totally. people pretend that they've never met you before. And you're like, you, you know that we've met. You're just doing this to be. So like I, what I wanted to not think like I was doing, even though, we both knew that we hadn't mm-hmm. met was being like on the, you know just being that person of like it's so nice to meet you i've just never you've never crossed my mind yeah. or yeah well that's the other thing okay i actually love this rabbit hole that we're in yeah no this is good because this is the other thing is how do you react to someone you are aware of but have not met like you almost want to say something that's like well, I know who you are. Yes. But we've never met. But that means nothing to them. And this is not even about this is not about fame. This can be like a friend of a friend that you know well, is like, good is good friends with example, your friend. For example, some random gay guy on Instagram. Exactly. That like you know is good friends with your friend, you know, Sam. And you know that they hang out together without you. You've never crossed paths. Yes. And then you meet them and you want to be like, oh, of course I've heard about you. But that's insane to say to someone. I kind of split the diff and I go, yeah. I go, yeah, um, so nice to meet you or something like that, like implying I, I did. Th- I have s- that gave me such a visceral memory. And I'm I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. But this very famous actress who's a very talented. Margot and Robbie. She Meryl was, Streep. You're so, you were closer. <laughs> um, uh, she w- the the credit that Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, okay. sure. Yes. I met her at like a karaoke after SNL Ooh. one night. OK. And she like, I think she said her name and I was like, what? Like I, cause I truly couldn't hear her, but mm-hmm. I knew what she said because I knew who she was. And then I think later in the night, I like apologized to her. And I was like, just, I knew like, I'm so, I couldn't hear you, but I knew your name is at, like, I, <laughs> I like came clean that about it so funny. because I was like, I was like, don't act like you, she had to repeat her name. Like, you know who she is. I don't know. Is that helpful? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my approach is always to sort of like 
be the one willing to look more shameful. Oh, of course. Like yes. you just have to sort of be like, like I do the embarrassing thing of literally saying like, hey, I know we've never met, like in the like friends of a friend mm-hmm, example, mm-hmm. like where it's like, hey, I'm Sam. I We've never met in person, but like you're friends with blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm stupid. <laughs> and usually if you can take that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if that, you can put yeah. your tongue out enough, then they'll be like, okay, sure. Um, when I met you just now, I thought he and I are the same, like we're, we're made from the same stuff, kind of. Red hat, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I thought I do, we probably handle stuff like that similarly, <laughs> where I do the same thing. I think, and I, I think we're both very attractive people. I'm just of saying course. we have a look where we can pull that off of being like, um, I'm stupid. That like, is I, so like, funny. We, well, I actually, yeah, yeah, I, I totally say, see that. I think you would have a harder time doing that. Well, I'm of course such an urbane intellectual <laughs> that people would think I was mocking them. We when can... we met just now and we both did handshake, hug, handshake, like not sure what to do. <laughs> and then I said, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's like our superpower is that like we look so unassuming like, <laughs> that people will like be like, oh, that's okay. Like they don't know anything. Like wow. they're, they're just they're just like silly. Oh, don't little worry people. about her. She's a little stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she looks a little stupid. She don't get me wrong, attractive. Stupid, but... yeah. Oh, attract. Oh, she's yeah. hot. Yeah. She's stupid. Yeah. Let's just say unassuming. <laughs> silly little stupids walking around, and they can do whatever they want. That's but what I think we you give both off. know. But you both weaponize. We weaponize. It. It. We weaponize. It's it. not like oh, of you course are you have a weapon. Yeah. You're not unassuming. You're actually a cutthroat businesswoman. Cunning. Coming. a very successful podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, uh, would love sponsors to know that. But the point is, um, we don't have a yeah. lot. But, um, but yeah, no, we can pull it off probably better than, like you probably have a harder time. I get I'm caught off guard. Only no, 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 you're right. <laughs> I get caught off guard. And I also, I mean, we've talked about this before where it's easy for me if I'm not really focused on how I'm coming across, yeah. to come across as condescending, as rude, as like, often my face just like sort of works without me realizing it and I truly am like rolling my eyes at someone without realizing right, that right, that's right, what right. I used to do that a lot when I was younger and actually I really appreciated someone once was like you can't roll your eyes at people <laughs> like if if someone says something you think is dumb you can't just openly roll your eyes <laughs> and I was like huh yeah, we yeah. honestly we could roll our eyes at anyone and they would think it was cute. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way that no, I've like so literally true. tried to be serious and tried to be like, oh, I'm gonna make a point to like be rude to this person. And I do it like smiling. <laughs> I, I know always, I can't drop the smile and I'm like, it's actually ruining my life because yeah. I would love to be like pointed but and also, serious. He, okay, so Sam does this thing often where he'll in a funny voice be like, so what's everyone up to? And that's sort of like a cutesy. I feel like if I did that, it would truly sound like I was mocking the people I was with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's true. Now, I have a question for you. Okay. Do people ever think when you're just walking around somewhere, do people ever think that you're lost? <laughs> <laughs> I love that oh. you're taking this so far. You're like, are you okay? <laughs> No, no, no. I'm saying because that happens to yeah, me all yeah, the time. People yeah. are like, do you need help? People ask me if I need help. Yeah. <laughs> that is so Do you ever funny. get asked if you're lost? Probably not. No. Yeah. It doesn't help. Literally oh. today I was walking around Los Angeles, California, and I could not stop stumbling over little sidewalk edges. And I feel like people were truly like, is he okay? Yeah. Well, you yeah. have, it's like you have resting lost face. Yeah. We look lost or happy, whereas like you look bitchy or like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, no, it's true. How, uh, what do I do about that? Also, ultimately, here's a question. What vibe of those two is more like helps you more in your life? 
because it does seem like you guys get a lot of perks that I don't. Sure, right. people are desperate to help us out. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if you, well, I'm not answering your question. You mean between being lost or happy? Or no, no, which... no, no, between being, so you guys are default either lost or happy. Yeah. I'm default either bitchy, condescending, or rude. <laughs> That's what people see when they see, <laughs> when they see each of us. So which one, I guess, helps you more in your day-to-day -day life? Like people thinking like, oh, you're intimidating. I don't think well, people help think is, but you like, know, maybe but, the, but people think people are maybe they, less likely to come up to me. Yeah. I mean, if, if what you're asking is, are our lives easier? A hundred percent. Yes. You think so? But okay. I, yeah, but okay. I think, but, but then I people think maybe you are getting stronger okay. because you are learning to fend for yourself. You are learning to communicate yes. extra okay. because you don't want to come but off then as bitchy. Do people, if people think you're lost or think you are, I don't know, uh, less intelligent than you are or something, then does that then do they talk to you in like a, do they not take you seriously enough? You know what I mean? Well, that's, I think that's why comedy was the calling, to be honest, because it was like, oh, well, no one's going to take me seriously, so I might as well lean into it. I've actually believed this before. Because really? like in college, I would try to write like serious, like serious things. Like I remember writing a poem about like yeah. a guy in my hometown that died. Totally, totally. And I was like, this is so fucking real. And then I read it and they were like, that was really funny. And I was like, no, <laughs> that was my fucking heart. Yeah. And then, so then I was like, okay, well, I guess that's just what I'll sort of try to do forever then. I have a super... I well, I have a trick, I guess, which is that when I was 15, I had leukemia. And so for a long time, if people wouldn't take me seriously, I'd be like, like when I had leukemia in fif at 15, <laughs> and then people would like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like I was on top again. But in general, it seems like you guys aren't. It seems like you guys aren't. So you're saying we should lie about. So I, no, no, well, no, no I fact, really did. I really did. Is, on my show, I lied about it. I can't talk about yeah. strike, but no, I can't. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. No, but, shh, um, bleep. But I think like in general, you're right. Like people people wouldn't take a like so you'd have to have some kind of like big tragedy that you could reference mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i mean yeah, well being gay be, yeah right of exactly. course you one of the worst things so for you, your sort of story about having a life-threatening illness is being gay i mean there were two people that i was close to in my life that when i came out of the closet they were like haha like uh, okay so <laughs> interesting see i often have the opposite problem i mean what i'm about to say is gonna make it sound like maybe i'm not a very good comedian <laughs> but i have the opposite problem where sometimes i'm being very clearly sarcastic and people think I'm serious. Mm. It's like they don't accept that I'm joking. I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm a jester too, <laughs> just because I look like this. I'm trying to think of how you could weaponize your characteristics well, in the opposite way of... I think I've weaponized them. I think sometimes I, people yeah. will think... <laughs> I think sometimes people will think I'm smarter than I actually. Am. Vanessa, you should see this guy on the sort of a business theme. Oh, Zoom. interesting! You should That's see this so guy in academia. Even the way that he yeah. can sort of weaponize the I can code serious. switch. I can code switch. Oh my god! One time, Sam and I were on a call. This is many years ago. On a call where someone was asking us to do something for truly like twenty dollars, and I was and. I was like, okay, it's my time to shine. And I was like, never in my life have been have I been treated this way. You're, and then she, the person we were on the phone with said the word exposure. She was like, well, it would be good exposure. And I was like, exposure? Are you serious? In this, in 2018, you're talking about exposure? Like, I, and I was truly, and, and sure enough, um, yeah, I guess we never did that or got paid anything. So. so it's actually, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> it worked out perfectly. I do, do you sometimes wonder if because of that phone call, we are blacklisted somewhere? No, because that, that woman had no power anywhere. I don't know. Well, that show never came out, so. <laughs> it was SNL. <laughs> that woman was Lauren Michaels in a wig. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, 
so yeah so I think we both are able to weaponize. You're able to weaponize. Yeah. 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 I love when George gets that way. I literally just like, I basically put the phone on speaker and I start like doing the dishes. I'm like, I'm out. (laughs) Like, have fun out there, buddy. I'm going to hide. It's fun. It's like, what a a powerful duo you are that you have like different, you know, one plays this role, the other plays this role. And between the two of you, here we are. Well, I do think (laughs) what you're saying is so, we've noticed this a lot as we've been traveling together where sometimes we are complimentary in a way where it's like, oh, we can do anything. It's like someone says something and we're both there and we both immediately know which one should be the one to respond Uh to that specific thing. And also probably people are drawn to one of you because they see themselves or they see the opposite Mm -hmm. of themselves in one of you and they... And they and I'm not picking right now. I'm waiting to decide. But um, well, we know you're a Sam. We've established. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like they, like I'm sure, like yeah. All you need is you. It's it's like you're covering so much ground between the yeah. two of you yeah. that like somebody, anyone is going to find like something. Well, we represent the melting pot of America. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. In this nation, you're either a Sam a or you're Sam a, George. a George, and that's it. <laughs> um, I have to ask now. Does your brother? Do you guys have? Is he your brother or podcast co-host first? Let's start there. <laughs> wow, that's really hard because we have um, dedicated our lives to our podcast. Yeah. But I guess I would say he's my brother first, <laughs> um, but then really close after that, he is my podcast co-host. Well, I think once he's podcast co-host first, those sponsorships will just start pouring Thank you so in. Much. Thank you so much. And um, I want to say again, we're happy to sponsor any brand that's interested. <laughs> I have to say, I am so jealous of you that you get to do a podcast with, to be clear, I am Podcast wise, there's no so, one else I would so rather. So blood relatives no, 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 are better. No. <laughs> Podcast wise, there's no one else I'd rather do a podcast with. But the idea of working with, I'm very close with my sisters, but they just like are obsessed with having different careers than me and refuse to yeah, give them up. Yeah. yeah. And I've like my biggest, like when Amy Schumer's sister started being her. Kim, Kim thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> And and that's important actually that we make space for Kim. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sorry. Of course. Have I met Kim? <laughs> <laughs> and Kim's like, um, I think maybe we met. At, um, <laughs> but truly, I was like, God, I would love like the fact that a that they get to be together. I know all day. it's so nice. And I'm like, why can't my sister quit medical school so she can work f- for me? <laughs> <sighs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's also interesting because my brother is was a music journalist. He, in- mm-hmm. he interviewed all these bands for years and now he's become a mental health counselor. So he's so good at interviewing and talking mm-hmm. to people Ugh. in like a thoughtful way. Whereas I'm just like, Hey, what are we talking about? Let's talk about me, you know? Yeah. And so it's a good mix. Yeah. That's what I was going <laughs> to ask is what the, what the binary was in your yeah. dynamic. Well, count your blessings. Thank you so much. People would kill us to have what you have. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, radio listeners. Can you remember how many medicines are in an HIV pill? Well, I've got news for you. If you said two, three, or four, you're right. Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines, but you also may be able to stay undetectable with just two medicines in a single pill. That's right. There's an HIV pill containing just two medicines that may help you stay undetectable. Why might all this matter for someone on HIV treatment? HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. So how many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, no worries, because your doctor does. Talk to your doctor about two-in-one HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. 
Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Should we do our first segment? I think we should. All right. And I'm going to walk over to my phone. Ooh, of course. So, Vanessa, our first segment, this yeah. is, of course, as everyone knows, a podcast about straight culture. <laughs> our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we test your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire questions where it's this thing or the other thing. Okay. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow up questions about how the game works. Okay. If you're confused, sit with that. Okay. And if you do ask any follow up questions, we're going to get mad. You think we're being nice, but we can get we mad. We can get really okay. upset. Okay. As discussed yeah, with as my mad phone as you call. you get, you won't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. Yes, you will. You'll scare me so much. Okay, Vanessa. Putting flaxseed in your granola or taking the backseed in the Corolla? Putting flaxseed in your granola. Okay. Vanessa, gentrifying a neighborhood or petrifying a piece of wood? Petrifying a piece of wood. Only murders in the building or only losers at the shindig? <laughs> only losers at the shindig. <laughs> okay. Being lost to the sands of time or peeing lots due to all the wine? Oh, that's good. Peeing lots due yeah, to all yeah. the wine. Okay. Graduating first at Harvard Law or having an unquenchable thirst for canned white claw? Mm-hmm. Graduating first at Harvard <laughs> Law. Okay. Knowing your worth or forgetting your date of birth? Hmm, that's a tough one. Knowing your worth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Having an illicit affair with your boss or having stunning red hair like Marsha Cross? Having stunning red hair like oh, Marsha Cross. You have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> talking the talk, walking the walk, or chalking the chalk outline of a murder victim? Oh, my God. <laughs> um... God, I want to say talking the talk outline of a murder victim, but I think I have to say talking the talk. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so we give each of our guests, we give them a rating from zero to 1,000 doves. I have to say, and I have a reason for this, I think that was maybe a perfect score. <gasps> I think so too, actually. That's what I was going to say. So here's my reasoning. Yeah. You started out doing the like whispery thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Then you went to normal volume. Okay. And then there was a grand finale where you didn't even know it was the last one. But for the last one, you did a little explanation of I was going to say this, but then I said this. Wow. And that to me is very much like 
it is the arc of a of a concept album, like a music concept album. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was about are. like rebirth. Well, it's it a was about- Roman, <laughs> and it is about coming of age. Yeah, of course. Wow. You went from a quiet little girl yeah. to an empowered woman in the span of, I want to say, 45 seconds. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I don't... Uh, I don't think this is a coincidence, but it's, it's about okay to be. Cry. No, I was going to say it's about to be the Jewish New Year, and um, I think I'm at my best. And I hope that putting a timestamp on this doesn't mess up the fact that you are, um, you know, doing several podcasts. Oh, <laughs> and by the way, thank you for it. Is truly uh, Rosh Hashanah as we speak. Yeah. Thank you for taking time out of your day to do a gay podcast, <laughs> Shana Tova. <laughs> Wow. Should we get into our topic? I think so. I'm so excited actually to talk about this topic. Yeah, this is going to be huge. Okay. So Vanessa, we would love to know what your straight topic is that you brought today and yeah. maybe a little bit about what you think is straight about it. Um, my topic is planning your outfit for the first day of school. And the reason that I think it's very straight is because um, there is this idea, at least that I always had planning my outfit for the first day of school, that the whatever I would wear on the first day would be so impactful to my fellow classmates that it would it would turn me into like the exact student that I wanted to be. And I probably shouldn't have said just the exact person I wanted to be and that I would be so beloved and everyone would want to be my friend or have a crush on me and that I was just reinventing myself just out of an outfit that I can't imagine was um, cool in any way, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. looking back on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is such a genius topic because I, one, it's like as a child to so clearly recognize the social hierarchy of like your peers is I think like one of the straightest things because it's also the goal is like how do I assimilate but like a little bit better like I need to play with the power structures that exist already but be like within them but at the top of them and like not too far because that's bad yeah yeah it's this little dance of like how do I be normal but the best normal there is yes this is something people don't talk about in terms of high school archetypes is like actually most people don't want to be the popular girl they just want to be like the third most like they want to be in the upper echelon they don't want the responsibility of being head cheerleader or football captain right they want to be in the like hollywood hills of school (laughs) yes yes (laughs) they want to live in the gated community but be like middle class in that within that gated community yeah yeah Yeah. they want to be popular and yet Mm -hmm someone who's known for volunteering exactly and that's actually the straightest thing of all because it's almost like to want to be number one is pretty gay it's like okay so you want to be a star a star you want to be a pop star you want to be a you want to be lady gaga and then of course being not in the popular crowd is also gay because you're oppressed (laughs) and so basically the straightest thing is being i mean it's sort of being like the upper middle class brunch liberal like you're sort of like, well, I'm not. In, it's not my fault that there is a click problem at this school. I just have my own friend group. Yeah, my hands are tied. My hands are tied. And you have blood on your hands. Actually. <laughs> they might right. be tied, but there blo- right. there's blood in them. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, you hold the scissors to untie yeah. them. So what, not to put you on the spot, what kind of outfits are we talking? Like what image did you want to yeah, do you have that one? you felt like you so couldn't the rest of the year? I had, this seven, I had this 17 magazine, I remember, that I had 
I didn't subscribe to Seventeen Magazine, but I had this one Seventeen Magazine, and it had this whole article about this girl planning her outfit for the first day of school, um, maybe teen planning her outfit for the first day of school. And I would read it every year, like in middle school, before I would plan, as I would plan my outfit before the school year started. And I always what I would come to would be some version of Doc Martens because my brother, my older Jonah, who's two uh-huh. years older than me, he had Doc Martens. It would be like I had Doc Martens because it would be like Doc Martens, but like with something sort of like floral so that I looked sort of edgy, but also sweet. And it was crazy how I, in my mind, put myself through like, what does this say about me? What does that say about me? When, you know, it, it that is no one noticed. Like no one probably cared that much. But uh-huh. and what was your normal day to day? Like, let's say not first, like just a <sighs> random day in February. What are we talking? I'm trying to remember. I don't think I had a very okay. unique style. I think because Doc Martens and and flowery that to me gives like. Riot girl. That's yes. kind of chic. Chic. You look yeah. seems like someone that knows who they are. Yeah, yeah. It's very punk rock. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like the version I was doing of it was very subdued. I see. Mm. Yeah. But I also think like that was just first day of school. And then every day after that, it was like, um, y- you know, like a waffle knit long sleeve shirt from the gap <laughs> with um, jeans or something like that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> the way that I was always trying to brand in school, like I remember being in eighth grade and having like one graphic tee that had like um, like some animal on it. And that was like, it was like, okay, I'm going to wear this same graphic tee every Tuesday and it's yeah. going to be like my thing that my like classmates will know about and they'll be like, it's Tuesday, Sam's wearing the shirt. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> God, this is actually... I oh, actually forgot wait, about it until right this moment. so important, which is, I, I mean, this was to want to be known for something. You, I was so oh desperate God. to have a nickname. <laughs> like truly, I, I can't even remember, like I would just be like, oh, People are calling me Twister. Spread it around. People are calling me Twister. Oh my God. Like is I just know that's not real. But I'm just like I just was so desperate to, to something. Yeah. I always felt like I was so just like a guy. Well, because I think there was almost like because it's such a an ocean of like where do you want to fit in? Where do you want to fit in? Yeah. There's something about being like no no no. I'm choosing this lane. Yeah. Like actually, I'm gonna stop chasing. This is my thing, and everyone's gonna know this is mm-hmm. my thing, and they're gonna love that about me. I went through a phase where I thought my thing would be bright colored corduroys, and so I mm. bought a bunch of brightly colored corduroys. I had a, a like orange and yellow phase yeah. where I was like, I'm only gonna wear orange and yellow. Um, wow. <laughs> The graphic tee, the promise of a graphic tee, how actually graphic tee is a great barometer of cool because you actually have to exude cool to look cool in a graphic tee and otherwise you do look nerdy. Yeah. I remember one time I bought this like, truly probably from like Urban Outfitters, a t-shirt that had like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on it. And in my mind I was like, well, that'd be a cool thing. Like if someone cool wore that with like ripped jeans, it would be like a sort of fun look in like 2012. And I looked so stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I ugh, I feel like I was I really was discovering what my style was. I I I got into limited 2, which mm. was a lot of um 
like long necklaces and yeah. um, beads. Yeah, like it was just it was like expensive spaghetti straps. Yeah, except <laughs> except it would be like a spaghetti strap shirt over a long sleeve of shirt. Of course, you know what I mean. No more. So it was, skirt over jeans. Uh, never cut. Nev- never no. cool enough to do okay. skirt over jeans. But then. It got to like when I was getting, uh, you know, to seventh, eighth grade, it started, it turned into like we got a Banana Republic at the mall. And if you could afford it, although sometimes they would go on sale, those super thin long sleeve shirts that sometimes they had like, you know, sometimes it was like a Henley or I remember getting like one that had like just like some stripes across that, like Mm -hmm. across like the chest part. Like I just remember being like these thin shirts are like gold. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like the thinner yeah. the shirt the not revealing but like yeah the thinner the shirt the closer to god in terms of like wow like it's so sophisticated to have totally such a thin t-shirt wow it's so dressing in high school is such a there's a misunderstanding of the chicken or the egg where you think if you put on the cool clothes you will be cool but that's not what makes the cool kids cool the cool kids are cool and that's why they know. I about don't think the cool. the cool kids are inherently cool. I'd say what makes the cool kids not cool. not inherently cool, but like, but do you think you can? Sorry, go ahead. Well, what I was gonna say yeah. is um, the key was being rich. Oh, interesting. That was what actually made the cool kids cool, and I'm that's what made the cool that... clothes cool, because they were like buying the f- nicer oh, clothes. See, that was not the case. So when I lived to catch you up, I <laughs> <laughs> our listeners, uh, our listeners know. Okay. But I, I, when I was in um, like elementary, middle school, I lived in New Jersey, and then my family, who's Greek, moved back to Greece when I was in high school. So I had very okay, different. Wow. Okay, okay. So okay. in New Jersey, I felt like it was not related to class. Like the cool kids, it was purely attractiveness level. Like the cool oh. guys were like hot and played sports. The cool girls were like hot and wore and just like looked cool and had great hair. In Greece, I felt like suddenly everything shifted where the rich kids were cool. And that was, to me, for the longest time, which is so silly to think about now, I was like, wow, America is um, meritocratic because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because it is just about how attractive you are. <laughs> what a beautiful country. I, I was really like, wow, Greece is so fucked up. Like, you have to be rich to be cool. I, wow. I feel like in my school, it wasn't necessarily... I went to sort of like an upper middle class, you know, that was what our neighborhood was. And like, I felt like it was a real mix of who had money and who didn't, who was cool because there was like my school I went to since I was, I went from preschool to senior year, like the same school district. And I felt like people as young as I'm going to call it third grade kind of established if they were cool or not. Oh, yeah. And then like you could sort of shift in or out of that. But like you you it was sort of established so early that it it had less to do. And because sometimes I would like, you know, you if you looked just objectively at like who was cool and who wasn't, you'd go like, really? Like, is totally. that yeah. who made who decided this? But and no burn to anyone. But I guess I've. <laughs> But uh, I guess I'm burning everyone. But it sort of was like you just it was it was like no rhyme or reason. But it's like it was decided. And that's forever. You're so right. And I actually think that's an important. Yeah, that's such an important part of the puzzle is that sometimes it's actually grandfathered in because you just were cool in second grade. It doesn't matter how. Yes. You develop. Yes. Like and it's just your grandfathered in your grandfathered in and which is why I think the dream was always so many teen um, romantic comedies where 
somebody gets who's not grandfathered in, mm-hmm. who's actually not in the popular group, somehow they become really hot <laughs> in high school and somehow they start dating someone yeah. who is in the popular group and they become popular and it's like that's everybody's dream. That's like the and dream that's the of promise all of the, the first outfit. day of school. That's the promise yes. of the first day of school outfit. And in fact, okay, <laughs> not to continue my metaphor of the upper class of high school being the sort of bourgeoisie, <laughs> but to me, it's like you are like nouveau riche. You're like you're like the you're like the woman with the flashy Louis Vuitton purse, but the real rich women know you're not on their level. You right, know I mean? yeah. right, yeah. right, exactly, exactly. The so women... if you get into it from recently being hot, exactly, the people exactly. are almost like, yeah, she's popular, but not... Right. <laughs> yeah, but I've been popular since second grade. The people who became popular. popular in second grade are like the old money. Exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes, this is genius. <laughs> yeah, it's like the old money is people who have been popular since second grade. New money is people who, you know, it's like, I don't want to be vulgar, but it's like, you know, girls who like come back in the summer and they like gotten boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. George, you're being vulgar. I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. On my podcast. Vanessa, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> um I the the like way that people stayed popular throughout, like that always really scared me because to catch you up, I also I moved like every two to three years growing wow. up. And so I was always going to new schools and was your was one of your parents in the Coast Guard? No. Okay. But I wish. How cool. Okay, that happened to someone in our high school. So I just <laughs> people who move every three years, they're, it's because their dad's in the No, that's what everyone asked you. They, they like, always ask you in the military. Okay. And it's like, no, <laughs> just kind of a random guy. Um, but so I was always like, the first day of school mattered so much because I was like, they're going to judge me. Yeah. Like, this is the final exam, basically, is that first outfit. And so it was a crazy little oh. journey because like and most I got pretty good at it mm-hmm. like I really did overthink it and like would hit the mall and be like okay what is it what's gonna work what's what's hitting right now mm-hmm. what's now what's hot <laughs> um, but then like it backfired so bad when I moved to Southern Virginia from Michigan and the it was like I wore like you know the Hollister tee and the like I pretended like I was like from Cali, which like in Michigan is probably the coolest you can look. Yeah, I mean, this almost is from Cali. literally like I've said this to you before. It's like when I when we moved back to Greece, Abercrombie, which was sort of not cool anymore in America, was suddenly the biggest yeah. sign that you were you were well traveled in Greece, like in like a small European country. So I was like, oh, all this stuff that I thought was uncool, suddenly I would wear my Abercrombie branded hoodie. And everyone would be like, oh, are you a shipping heir? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. As soon as I walked into like the school in Virginia, it was truly just like gay. Like It was like, <gasps> yep, you're a guy. And I was like, oh no. oh, no, I blew it. I blew the first day. It's tough. It's a tough line between California surfer and. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is a tough little line. And I had no idea they were so close. Yeah. yeah. I mean, talk about like a puka shell necklace. It's like that's it's truly like it depends on who's wearing it. Yeah. It can be you can be like the meanest jock or you can be in the choice of on video. Ugh. And then the other thing is like you once you've worn that outfit, you have a choice, which is to really lean into it and to be like, I'm going to dress like this every day until people start thinking it's cool or to just be like, never mind, bye. I'm very never mind. Okay, yeah. I, I was like, nope, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. I was like, get me a vineyard vines or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, what so I thought was cool. Prep then. was cool. Prep was yeah, cool. Yeah, prep was cool. I'll wear like polos <sighs> and boat shoes. 
Because there it was more money-based, I think. Got it, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah. See, it's so funny. Of course, the prep thing is money-based. When I lived in New Jersey, it had like never occurred to me that that was what it was signifying. <laughs> I was like, fun colors. It's just occurring to me now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right, of course. Yeah, I guess it was all... M- all money. Oh, it's cut. Oh, it's all money. It's all these signifiers. Actually, like this was something, especially in New Jersey, there was a sort of like... I would see dads wearing salmon colored pants and I'd be like, how embarrassing, are they gay? But it's just to signal that they're rich. They're rich, yeah, they're rich. (laughs) Yeah, they're just rich. They're just rich. The other, I'm realizing I had, thinking about like the first day, I also had this strategy. Do you remember in like Sex and the City when Samantha's trying to get her like boy toy to happen. What I forget his yes, name right yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, and it, Smith Jarrett. Smith Jarrett. And she's like, first you get the gays, then, then you, get you get the, the girls, girls. Yeah. and then you're a star or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had the opposite. I was like, okay, if girls think I'm hot, then I will be protected. Absolutely. And then boys will, then everyone will want to be friends with me. And so it was like, I would truly like target, like I'd be like, popular girls need to like me. And as soon as they do, I'm set. Mm-hmm. And it always worked. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it always yeah. worked. Popular girls are not only the scariest people on the planet, but also like the most important if they like you. <laughs> I I would not say I was one of the popular girls, but they all kind of liked me oh. and um, they I felt protected. Do you feel OK? So this is related. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do actually think when I track which years were the best years of my school life, it was based on if the popular girls like me. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. But okay, my question is, do you think, okay, so there's old money, popular since second grade, new money, got boobs. <laughs> but then there is a tricky third thing, which is that it is true that sometimes being funny in the right way it is a left field way to enter the fray. That is so and it's for true. Both, it's more for men, unfortunately, yeah. more course. for boys rather in high school. Cause it's like, often you would see like all the popular guys are hot. And then there's w- one guy that's not as hot, but he's the funny, funny one. Yes. But he's like as desirable for the girls yes. as, as the hot ones. And so that is almost like, if there's old money and new money, that is almost like, I mean, how would you, what is what is the metaphor Where does that fit in? in the in the financial in the economic in the economy? I um, have no idea. Yeah. I'm really racking my brain, and you've stumped me. To be honest, <laughs> cut the cameras. I think that's like um, that is God. That's almost okay. If there's old money, which is the people yeah, who yeah, became yeah. popular in second, third grade, there's new money, who's the people who sort of like have this big, mostly physical glow up, transit yeah. glow up in um, high school, and that's new money. I would say the the funny, particularly guy coming into like the popular group is. I'm gonna, okay. I have a swing. It's I have a swing. Okay, yeah. It's like fame. Exactly. It's like they don't have the money, but they're invited to the cool thing. It's something that blinds you where suddenly money doesn't matter. It's like they're like the talented artist, the talented creative, the like, and being in in close proximity to them makes the old money, like makes the old money. Yes. Yeah. They're like, they have like the prestige of, of, yeah, of fame. They have their, their status is not from money, but it's, it's, it's almost, it, it like allows them to kind of rise above mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, because it's the priceless. It's like the, it's the thing that you can't get with money. 
Yes. Talent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. That's right. That's wow. right. <laughs> I mean. No, I, I'm in a, I think I was in a different class because okay, I okay. was, I had really good friends that are still my closest friends mm-hmm. to this day, which is very straight of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we literally have done an episode where the topic was friends from home. Yes, <laughs> I, I listened to a little, real, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, um, to, I listened to the whole thing, <laughs> and um, and I, but but, and I feel that my friends that I'm still friends with were all like very cool, but they yeah. just weren't like part of like the most popular, yes, group or whatever. But I would say. Because I was friends with them and because I was like accepted by the popular girls and I was in a lot of classes with the mo- and and close with a lot of like really smart people, too, mm-hmm. which this did not happen. It sounds like you were sort of like the queen bee. Yeah, well, I, I like sort that. of I sort of was fr- I wasn't cool, but I was sort of friends with everybody yeah. and. I guess I'm bragging about You're the that. Politician. This is, this, I think I was the politician. <laughs> politician. That's right. That's and actually, right. that is a fourth type. That is a yeah, fourth type. Money, new money, artist, sort of <laughs> Fame. famous artist, politician. Politician. And I actually, was the politician. It's so true because I can think literally. I can think of who in my high school was the politician. Yes. It is. It's always one person, and it's truly like. And then people will be like, "Oh, well, you know that Vanessa? She's a politician. She'll she'll be president one day." Like it's it's something I people, did get most that, likely to succeed. Wow. <laughs> Okay, obsessed. And actually, this goes back to <laughs> that your... That came out too fast. <laughs> no, I'm like, this is this is my impression of Vanessa at the lunch table. <laughs> Wait, have we met? <laughs> <laughs> well, you really have shown all parts of your personality where it's like, first you like immediately zeroed in on the like lost, sort of lost kitten thing. You were like, oh, but I can, I can weapon. And weaponizing that is how you become a politician. That's because right. Because you're like, oh, I'm innocent. I'm pure. I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> Can everyone, ex- someone explain it to me? Yeah. And then people start gathering around and you're like, okay, so you're going to be my hair person. <laughs> <laughs> oh. wow. You there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like in the classes, like I was in a lot of AP classes, but it was sort of like. Okay, again, you're, you're bragging. You're, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was, I was saying that So to you're smart a, too. I was saying that to make a point, which uh-huh. was. Which was I'd go up to like, the, you know, I'd be with like the smarter kids were like, they were also my friends. I was like, can you tutor me? Like, wow. you know what I mean? Like, um, but that, that is a politician thing. That is a politician thing. Because famously a politician is never, and I'm not saying this to offend you by any, but it's like a politician is. <laughs> feels like you're speaking directly about politician me. politician yeah. <laughs> is never like the number one student, let's say, but it's the one who can, who can sort of manipulate everyone to their advantage. Right. Because if right, you were the number right, one right, student, right. you would become a doctor. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be a politician. Well, you never and get elected. I, exactly. You never, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to make the joke I was going to make, but. <laughs> it was homophobic. My, no, no, I was going to say like, I might make you guys take this up. That's okay. Right. That's perfect. My Bo Biden is that I had leukemia, if that makes sense. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> I see. So you even had, I, you even yeah, weaponized I actually your weak- was going to bring this up, but then I was like, that does feel inappropriate. But I was like, oh so you had, God. everything was perfect about you, but then whenever someone was like, she's perfect, she has it all, you could be like, no, well, I had leukemia, <laughs> sweetheart. I, I had leukemia in high school. 
Oh my and god! You were like, that's my common app essay. Yeah. So look at me. <laughs> I've leuke- I get diagnosed with leukemia in ninth grade. I was spring break, miss fourth quarter of ninth grade, come back tenth grade, miss a lot of school, but I'm getting better. And and mm-hmm. okay. And then by senior year, I'm prom queen, most likely to succeed, best personality, Vanessa. uh, best smile, most optimistic. I don't know why those <laughs> roll off my tongue so quickly. I didn't but, know you were allowed to get more than one. Uh, I know. <laughs> well, maybe they've changed the rules. Maybe I messed up for everybody else. Don't care. Since <laughs> then they have the Vanessa clause. You can't get more than one. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess the point is, I remember those too clearly. And also, yeah, yeah I'm the politician. Wow. Wow. I mean, this I, is... I do think I, I literally feel like I'm like watching the end of Survivor or something. No, the, and the, it's, the, like, it's like, oh, like, we all oh thought my God. you were... Like, oh, it's been her the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so fascinating. Is and the fact really that you actually also have the self-knowledge to... Yes. Uh, to the no, self-awareness the, is the scariest part. Feel Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I feel like I'm... I guess I'm a silent killer. (laughs) I think it's safe to say that. (laughs) Wow. Secrets out. Mm, They're going to take some awards away. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I guess so. Where would you each say you, let's take it off of me, okay? Where would you say you both fall in the, would you both say that you're the talent? I see. I see. Um, okay, this is a good. This is a very good. Question. I think I was definitely the talent. I think You're I was talent? like the funny kid, and I also think it was charming that I was sort of non-threatening, and that yeah. like both like the girls weren't threatened because they were like mm-hmm. he seems nice, and the yeah. boys weren't threatened because they were like he doesn't seem like he's going after girls. So it was sort of like I was just sort of like the pal. But that's I. I had a little of that too. So you you maybe were a little bit of the politician. I think I might have been a little bit a of the little politician. Bit. Yeah. I feel like I was okay. I think I was the <laughs> second best politician, which is the worst place to be, which is I was like I've I'm like, I have the talent in me. I could be the politician. But there was always someone that was better at being the politician than me. So I was sort of like a second class politician. Like I was like the uh, you know, the Kamala. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was the Kamala. Were you working with the other politician and like sort of, or were you like trying to bring them down? <sighs> no, because ultimately I recognized that the other poli- I was jealous of the can other you politician. Th- you can think yes. of your head of, of a specific yeah. politician. Okay. I was, and he had, he was just like a more charismatic version of me, I would say. But here's the thing. I also was like, oh, he's also... What frustrated me is I was like, he's also a little corny. Mm. And I'm like, don't people yeah. see that I'm like the alt politician? Like, yeah. if you if you sort of like, if you want someone to follow, but you're sort of cool and have a sense of humor, I'm your guy. Why are you still following? You were too yeah. radical. I was too radical. You were Bernie. I was You were Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's right. Like people with taste were like, well, of course. Exactly. I was Bernie. Maybe even Dennis Kucinich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually, that's so true. And um, Well, it's good that you stuck with your morals. Yeah. I mean, remember the Georgia Awards? I feel like that's classic me trying too hard to be a politician. Oh. I made up something in middle school, no, elementary school called the Georgia Awards, where I just out of nowhere printed out ballots and was like... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Hottest guy, cutest couple, and I made everyone vote. Oh my god! <laughs> this was not high school, to be clear. I was okay, like in okay. like fourth okay, grade okay, or like third okay. grade or something. The number keeps getting smaller and smaller. I don't. It was, like, it was I think you were in like school. eighth grade. I was not in eighth grade. It was elementary school. Mm, it was. It, 
Okay, senior a, in high school. It was New Jersey. Okay, New Jersey. <laughs> so I can't Fine. be held accountable. Okay, I was blind by all the salmon-colored pants. The, the culture, the culture was so the culture was so different. different. I was wearing Abercrombie. Different, different. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I was. Um, I didn't have what I guess now you would call chill. Like I was just like, mm, I want to be. I want to be on top. Yeah, I want to be on top. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <Yeah>. Anyway, <sighs> this was. I think we're bringing so much shame to each of us. Me too. I, find I it actually really feel so raw and vulnerable right now. Yeah. But I feel like um, it's so nice to be able to look back and recognize what you were doing. You didn't even know you were doing it. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. And also, we had good intentions. No one was trying to. That's we, true. We were I never wanted to so hurt yeah. anyone. We were I good. genuinely was like, uh, okay, I'm going to tell a story. No, it's too politician y for me. <laughs> right, I won't do it. I won't. I won't. <laughs> okay. I have a question related to this topic. Okay. And I want to know, does dressing for the first day of school translate to dressing to the first day of work? I, the way you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. really? I, I've been, for the past five minutes, I've been like, that's going to be my next question. Okay. Because for me, um, well, I honestly have never had like a traditional office job. I, fe- I, I feel like, okay. Mm, all right. Here's what I'll say. Dressing for the first day of school, there's something a little sort of like try hard pathetic about it. But when you're starting a new job, it's like, well, yeah, if you take yourself seriously, you will look good on your first day. Mm. Like, I think I am pro looking, pro turning a look for the first day of a job. See, in my mind, I would be embarrassed of like dressing up too much. It would kind of be the same thing where I'd like overthink how can I look casual, but smart and cool. Well, there's also something about a job where it's like you applied, you were accepted, now you have to turn it out mm-hmm. whereas school it's like yeah you're going to public school so is everyone like yeah what do you think you are giselle bunchkin <laughs> everyone everyone else is also in school you didn't have to like apply <laughs> whereas i feel like okay first yeah day, i can see why you weren't that popular <laughs> <laughs> oh first who do you day. think you are giselle bunchkin you're in public school mama <laughs> first, day, first, day school. first day at a job you, you're like you're like yeah you did a you like good you know congrats on hiring me i look stunning <laughs> Yeah, like I wouldn't. I think okay. First of all, you have had first. Oh no, but I guess most recently was on. It was on Zoom. Okay. I remember interview outfits being Mm -hmm. very huge, and I remember both summers when I was in college. I I interned, and I remember my intern interviews. My friend Cheryl, still a very good friend in a very politician way. Uh, Cheryl Sandberg. Cheryl Cheryl (laughs) Sandberg. Took me to Banana Republic and I had to buy, like both summers I bought like a new pair of like dress pants and shirts and dress and she was in the business school like button down shirt and and none of the jobs that I was interviewing for were like that's what you would wear for like business internships yeah. but I was interning at like uh, TV like more in the TV world and so I um I think I looked overdressed for both of my of course interviews yes. but I wanted to look like a little business lady when I went to those interviews and I remember that being very important yeah I do actually not you saying that I do remember wearing a full suit to an internship interview <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I was like well, that's what you do that's what people wear at jobs yeah and it was like that's what that's what my dad wants yeah wear your little suit and go to your interview. Yeah. And I bombed. Did you, I was about tell to you say. What, I tell you, I bombed so hard and felt so stupid. Have you ever had one of those jobs or one time once in my life? And in fact, our friend Pat has a joke about this, which is like lying about knowing Excel, but then they make you do it. I really did one time oh have yes. like an interview where they actually give you a computer and tell you to do something in Excel. 
and they projected onto the wall. <gasps> and I did not, I just simply did not what know. Was, can I ask what the type of job it was? Yeah, it was, in a, it was at a tech company and it was something along the lines of like, project manager, project associate, like just some sort of like nothing uh, title where it's like, yeah, your job would have been literally to do Excel, but it's not coding. It's not like you had to yeah. learn, you know, uh, C++ or something like it's like. So what did you say? I mean, I really just sat there. Well, okay. So I knew this was coming. So I had spent a week Googling around and learning like the main things you should learn. Oh, that's for Excel. good. Yeah. But it was not enough because you can't just in a week learn like if you're, Ex if you're Excel just putting stuff into a grid or that's am I what wrong? you think. There's more to but it. There's that's more the to weirdest it. part. That's it's crazy. They, it's actually so dishonest to be like, do you know Excel? Because because it's like, well, I know I know how to put stuff into one yeah. cell, but then there's like, it gets really complex. It gets, you even have, back then. Well, even more. So. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> yeah, George is seventy-two. By the way, like even a few years ago, I would think. No, no, no. It's been like that since. Like Excel is like secretly one of the most powerful tools at our disposal, and we have no idea about Wait, it. Olivia, do we use Excel when we fill out the show descriptions for the podcast? But but yeah, you can use it for for that. But then imagine imagine this, Vanessa. <laughs> that same spreadsheet you use to just do the podcast descriptions, someone can use to literally like solve a really difficult equation right because it's like x yeah okay say no more <laughs> <laughs> okay you're a genius oh so you know excel <laughs> somebody get her the laptop put it up on the screen the laptop she you we've got the job you better wear a suit to, to your first day um well vanessa i'm yes. keeping an eye on the clock any final thoughts on the topic of wearing sorry planning your outfit for the first day of school well, I guess my final thought is what, how far we've come that we've taken it from, you know, how will I be perceived on the first day of school to figuring out how each one of us fell into the hierarchy of, um, <laughs> of old money versus new money right, versus right, right. politician versus famous talent. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. I'm obsessed with our this new it's character. No, I actually think there's really something accurate. to it. Yeah, it's like um, it's it's like as big of a deal as the thing that they say is like on every TV show in Seinfeld, where there's like Seinfeld's an example where there's like the princess, mm -hmm. the other three. Yes, I do. I I did once read this at some point in my life. This is the everyone's new looking that. at me. I don't. I don't have the information. I'm just saying this is the new that. This is the new that. Yes, yes, yes. No, I completely agree. And actually, if you're listening to this and you're in high school, let's hope you're in the right group because oh, unless God. you're planning on developing over the summer, it's yeah. not going to change anytime yeah. soon. Wow. Unless you're planning wow. on being the new money, which Literally. anyone can. Anyone? Well, not anyone. Well, not anyone. Well. Maybe you can buy like, a really those... show-stopping outfit. No. Right. No. 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 The outfit won't do it. The outfit won't do it. The best you can hope for, I mean... What are the people yeah. that are in none of the groups we just mentioned? The lower classes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. The proletariat. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which in our... Look, I didn't it, invent the to, system. Yeah, of course. <laughs> to bring it back to straight culture, I'm like, okay, so then where does... So often we, in fact, talk about... um class rather than sexuality. <laughs> yeah, which does make it complicated. Which does make it complicated. So I'm like, right, so in that sense, I mean, of course the politician and the talented famous, 
are the most queer things you can be because they're like unique and sort of je court gestures that are working. Well, yeah, way. they're very like whisper networks, whisper, secrets, exactly, power. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then I guess the lower classes are also queer, but like in a flop way. <laughs> no, the way that being gay in high school was like, okay, like better be like a famous politician. Exactly. Because it was like, if you're not, it's very much like you were choosing a path. Um, sexuality is a choice, of course. So you're <laughs> when you are gay in high school, it's like, mm -hmm. okay, you are either going to be the bottom of the bottom yeah. or the tippy top. Totally. Like, you and actually being a politician for a gay man especially is often the way to worm your way in. Yeah. Like it's actually, it really, I'm trying to think for gay women and for other people on the LGBTQ spectrum, I, for gay men especially, I really do think being a politician is the way in. Don't you think? Yeah, well, it's almost, what's that thing of like, it's not like making a deal with the devil, but there's some like sociological term for being like, okay, I know I'm on the outside, but I'm going to side yes, with the power exactly, exactly. because that's the only way for me to have power. It's also right. sort of a way to desexualize yourself because you're like, well, I'm not gay. I'm class president. <laughs> Any questions? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Would a gay guy be organizing prom? <laughs> 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 Good point. <laughs> wow. Hi, Stradio listeners. Can you remember how many medicines are in an HIV pill? Well, I've got news for you. If you said two, three, or four, you're right. Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines, but you also may be able to stay undetectable with just two medicines in a single pill. That's right. There's an HIV pill containing just two medicines that may help you stay undetectable. Why might all this matter for someone on HIV treatment? HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. So how many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, no worries, because your doctor does. Talk to your doctor about 2-in-1 HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. Um, should we do our final segment? I think, think we should do our final segment. This, this has been 
an absolute delight. Oh I my God, I'm having so much fun. Um, would you like to Sure. Our final segment is called Shout Outs. And in this segment, we pay homage to the great straight oral tradition of the radio shout out to anything that we enjoy. So pretend it's 2001, you're at TRL shouting out to your squad back home, but about anything that you like. And George and I are going to go first. Yeah. Um, do you have one? I could do one. Okay. It's sort of, okay. It has two parts. Okay. What's up, freaks and losers back home? I want to give a shout out to the new album Mid Air by Romy, which I have been absolutely obsessed with over the last few days. And if you don't know, Romy is the one woman in the XX, the band that was at the top of the world in exactly 2012. Now, here's the thing with me. I spent the last week staying with my friends who are a queer woman couple in Berkeley, California, and I was out on my walks listening to this album that is about queer woman love. It is literally a tr- all about how much she loves her wife. And so here I am waking up with two women that are in a relationship, going out listening to music about women that are in a relationship, coming back to two women in a relationship. I have never been more optimistic about the state of queer women in our society. I think we are ready for a lesbian president. I think they are the backbone of the LGBTQ plus community. And I think pretty much no one who isn't a queer woman should be an artist or a politician moving forward. So shout out to Romy, shout out to my friends Miranda and Emma, and shout out to queer women everywhere. Okay. Okay. I was going to do Seattle, but we already talked about it. You can do it, though. No, no. I know I'm going to branch out. Okay. Portland? (laughs) (laughs) What's up, freaks, losers, and perverts around the globe? I want to give a huge shout out to the California vibe. Mm. I have been walking around and everybody is so chill, so attractive, so young. Where do they keep the old people here? Anyway, (laughs) I have been sort of loving it in a way where I'm like, what if I wasn't critical of my surroundings? Mm. What if I simply saw it and I said, yeah, that's good. I'm going to do that. And everything is pretty. Everything's comfortable. The plants are nice. And I'm saying, yeah, okay, this is great for me. What if I just chilled out, was happy, had a beautiful home and a beautiful life? What if I didn't need strife and pain and Mm. inconveniences to, you know, move through the world? So I want to give a shout out to the California vibe. You guys are doing it right. I know there is darkness here, but I don't see it. XOXO, Sam. Woo! Wow. I love that. Um, wow, I feel like which thing to do. Okay, um, okay, I'm ready. Okay, what's up, y'all? Um, this is Vanessa Bayer from Cleveland, Ohio, and I just wanted to say a shout out to Cilium Husk. Um, Cilium mm-hmm. Husk, what is it? Hmm, it's um, some kind of a husk that makes you shit. <laughs> um, people take it every day. Some people take it in pill form. Some people take it in powder form. Some people take it um, in these little kind of, uh, they break it up and it sort of feels like it's little pieces of Triscuit. Anyway, um, if you incorporate it into your diet, it's a lot of fiber and it um, can really help keep things uh, in this crazy world, it can help keep things regular. Woo! Wow, I've I mean, never heard of that. Oh, honey, it's in your pure for men. Oh, good. Okay, I take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to come on a I take it daily. To come on a gay podcast and work us. We no, I was like, okay, this you're literally stealing this. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> we love... I'm actually I've never looked into what is in pure for men. By the way, if they want to be advertisers, we both use it. <laughs> Happens people, to us on our podcast yeah. a lot too, where we're like, we're promo- we're promoting this thing. Totally. Where are these people? And by yeah. the way, people have told me that Pure for Men is just overpriced normal fiber that you can get in the store. Of course. But if they oh. want to be an advertiser, I will actually go live on air and say that that's factually incorrect. Here's the thing: 
I don't care. So don't they branded either. for gay guys. Also, it's, yeah, it's just normal fiber. They but they branded, branded for gay they guys. They branded for gay guys, Vanessa. Because I want to know, like, what is in there that I can't have? <laughs> right. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> if you take even one, you could die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am. By the way, yeah. Like, okay, I understand. Not to be like, I love companies, but like the fact that they branded for gay men, I'm like, I support that. Why would I want to give my money to something that's branded for gay no, men? I hate companies. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, if it is mostly psyllium husk, which maybe it isn't, but, like, if that's the well, thing... Well, it's a proprietary blend. There's a whole bunch of different little okay, things in okay, there. Okay, 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 <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny to have something for gay guys that's still branded, like, it's sort of like dude wipes or something. Totally, totally. It's like, but, it's like yeah, it's like sans serif, like black, yeah. blue. It's not like, hey, queen. It's very like, <laughs> if you're a man, and you can take it like a man. <laughs> it's actually insane. It's so funny. And yet I need to order another bottle. Oh Me too. Gosh, I'm freaking three. out of it. <laughs> okay, Vanessa, we're getting you some. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. Another incredible ep in the bag. Wow. Yeah, I'm wow. like so ready to get out there and get another Erwan smoothie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh, there's so much stuff to get there. Yeah. So What's true. your fave? Well, you know what? I, the last one was there. <laughs> this I is another episode. Say, <laughs> I like using monk fruit sweetener. Like oh. I'm, I'm, it's, it's supposed to not uh, affect your like blood sugar levels, okay. but it's a, it's like a different form of like a sort of like a sugar type of thing. <laughs> okay, they have like monk fruit sweetener, sweetened uh, maple syrup, chocolate oh. chips. Uh, uh, like they have so many monk fruit sweetened things, um, cooking, baking stuff. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys wish you hadn't asked me this? <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I've never been more. Oh, okay. I was like, I want to know where you're going with it. Oh, so you like that? That's it. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, well. But also they have, they have, um, you know, prepared foods. <laughs> I love the idea of you having like the funniest episode. You're doing such a good job. And then the final question you crack. <laughs> oh, and it's like a full half hour. Of yeah, like, okay, just, so then um, they have the sandwiches. So, the yeah. sandwich line is kind of interesting because. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just sitting there like, yeah. Yeah, we're oh, like God. calling Ubers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, well. Okay, this has been incredible. Thank you so much and, for doing it. And don't it. forget to listen to Vanessa's and Jonah Bear's podcast. Yes. How Did We Get Weird? Wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Wherever you get your podcast. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.